what's happening, you delicious people out there? My name is Joel, and I'm here with Mrs. Luke Rasmussen. How are you, sir? Why do you feel the need to mess with the thing that works? Do you, well, do you think it works? That's quite a compliment. I didn't think anything we did worked necessarily. <laughs> I thought it was just, you know, we just started doing it and then it's forgot to change it. Yeah. No, nah, people was, are producing T-shirts with you delicious people. That's true. Yeah. Is it? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome, all of you, to the First Step Theology Podcast. Welcome. Where we discuss our glorious God. So that we all might love and enjoy him in a greater way. We are pumped about today because we're doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, which we will get to in a moment. But um, Luke, you had something to bring up. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was something I was thinking about the other day, right? Mm. I was thinking about when I was growing up. And I don't know if you could relate to this because um, we had different, you know, we were different kids growing up. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's Just, a safe statement, isn't yeah, it? It's a weird exactly way to put it. I was going to say other things, but, um, you know. Anyway, um, I have you ever thought about the fact of when you were growing up as a Christian kid, or we, we still do it now, how if you like something, mm. a band, uh, a famous person, and then as Christians they say that they're a Christian, you automatically think they're even better? <laughs> Um, I, I can understand the sentiment, yes, but... <laughs> like I, Kanye. I, okay, sure, as in like recently Kanye, uh, you know, yeah. by all by his profession becomes a Christian yeah. and every Christian and their dog jumps jumps on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. People who like don't even like rap music right, are right, massive right. Kanye yeah, fans. Yeah, sure. Yeah, used to despise him when he was rapping about like... Yeah. Girl, girls and, and drugs and yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, but now... Yeah, I would love for them actually to go through and be like, oh... Jesus is King is a good album. Let's go and have a look at yeah, Jesus or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah totally. Yeah. Uh, also, just um, this is just for one person out there. For Dan Weston, Kanye West is washed. Also, Dan Weston, stop sending <laughs> each of us images that you found on the internet from the of, of the other person. I love how we've both. Well, I went to him the other week in confidence, going, bro. <laughs> I need some help. I need some dirt on Joel Lomond. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he sends me this photo of you. Mm. He hasn't brought any other goods. But then I find out he's sending you photos. He's like, he's a double agent, (laughs) mate. He's double agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, Dan loves Kanye and it triggers him big time when we say that he's washed and there's nothing good. Look, can I just be honest? Not a Kanye fan. Yeah. No. But anyway, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm like, just not. Okay. So I used to really do this. Care. Confession yeah. time. All right. When I was a kid, I, like, I love music. This is one of my passions. Yeah. When I was a, a teenager and when I was really getting to bands, yeah. I would go to like the local music store mm. and uh, find bands that I liked, like The Offspring or like No Effects or something like that. Clearly not Christian bands. Yeah, you're and just making out words. They're not real bands, obviously. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Uh, we'll come back <laughs> to this. I would find, and in the back half of the books, you know, like when you re- used to read CD books and stuff like that, you never would because you're not cool. Um, <laughs> it's reading CD. Yeah, because to know the lyrics and stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> they would do their thank yous at the end of it, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. And um, so I'd be like, you know, Dennis, I would like to thank my wife and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, okay, yep. I would search for it because most of them back in the day would thank God. Oh, right, right. And so to get it into our home, <laughs> oh, yeah. show your parents. They're Christians. <laughs> yeah. Like, meanwhile, they're singing about the most debauched <laughs> things ever, but they're Christians. Okay, so is it justifying your sinful listening? 
Yeah, there pretty much. But we do it all the time. Mm. Uh, we we find those people and we hang on to them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Little Christian. Yeah, people. I see what you mean in terms of like sportsmen oh, yeah, or yeah. women. Yeah, sports people, Joel. Sports Come on, people these days, sorry. Up. Yeah, but I mean this, yeah. Mm. Can I just say, this mm. just points out a massive issue, a gripe that I have with you, mm. is that you have no idea what music is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I'm so ignorant of music. I don't listen to music, to be honest. I listen to podcasts when yep. I'm in the car, and that's it. Maybe it's like worship music sovereign every now grace. Then. Yeah, music. yeah, sovereign yeah. grace. You do city like of your, light. your yeah. like, um, oh, City of Light. You love yeah, yeah. your City of Light. Um, you do listen to a little bit of like, I know, hip hop, Christian hip hop. You like a bit of like, yeah, what's yeah. It, what's I that dude's name? Um, oh man, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't, a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I'll think of it in a minute. Yeah, good Shaolin Monk or whatever his name is. <laughs> Shaolin, that's, that's it. Yeah, it. <laughs> Shaolin. <laughs> no, that's a different religion. Mate. Yeah, Shaolin. Check him out though. Good. Good stuff. Yeah, good. But actually, hey. speaking of music, because I know you're going to try and rag on me for not liking music, this yeah, reminded yeah. me of something what? of how you're a huge fan of everybody. Like, if you're around Luke <laughs> and you mention a band, like, I don't know, the. the, the Here we go. Know. Come on, buddy. I can't what think do you of got? a band. I don't know, the Ottos and their friends, or like the. <laughs> The Bunyip dancers or whatever. Like you mention any band from any weird genre of music, Luca. Oh, I'm a huge Bunyip fan. <laughs> I love those guys. The Bunyips. Yeah. Good name. I'm going to take that for my. Isn't that true though? Like I, yeah. I've been around you so often yeah. when someone will bring up some like weird left of center band and you're their biggest fan. Yeah. Well, I could think back to times like there's certain eras of my times in my life yeah. where I'm like, oh man, I was a huge like whatever fan. Like I was a huge POD fan for Yonks, huge Chili Peppers fan, yeah. huge Nora and the Whale fan. And you look at me with a blank face and you have no idea. But this is not just like my weird. I've heard of you know, the Red like, Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, well done. <laughs> Name a song. Um, the Under the Bridge one. <laughs> <laughs> So I like, like, if someone would say something and it would trigger a song in my head, I'll sing it, right? Sure. Not well, but mm. I'll sing it. Most of the time it's like, so in the last podcast we re recorded, mm. I put in a segment there, Living on a Prayer. Mm. Anyway, I sing the song. Mm. Joel kind of knows the song, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not ragging on this. And I'm like, who sang that? Has no idea that it's Bon Jovi. Like, Bon Jovi, Joel. Yeah, I've heard of him. And this is on a regular occasion where I, I <laughs> like, we didn't start the fire. I'm like, who's saying that? No idea. Billy Joel. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you told me too. earlier. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. That's true there. I'm completely ignorant of it. This frustrates me yeah. about you. You're like the kind of person where you go, hey, like, what kind of music do you listen to? I don't know. What's on the radio? <laughs> Get out of my life. I don't listen to the radio. I don't, I don't want, like... <laughs> You need, to, you need to have an opinion on it, mate. Do Before, I? Yes. Honestly, do you think I do? Yes. Why? Because it's like music's shaping. It's beautiful. It's okay, here's my opinion. God. You can't be the biggest fan of every <laughs> single band in the world. You need to pick a few. Like pick five. That's a lot. But you can be the biggest fan of five bands. I am. Yeah, but you're also the biggest fan of another 45. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they're all just like seminal yeah, in my right, life, mate. Right, They're all like Mark, different eras. Okay. All right. Are you done? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check up on you on this, and I'm going to ask you five of your favourite bands 
and you need to answer me and why. <laughs> okay. How, how long do I have? To our next podcast. The, a week? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I don't have, I've got paperwork to get to, man. <laughs> I've got bills to pay. Get off the Kids grass. to raise, lawns to mow. <laughs> Listen to music while you're mowing your lawn. Don't you can't. What do, I'm not, I don't have a silent lawnmower. It must be nice, mate, having your silent lawnmower. <laughs> you do <laughs> actually. You don't even have I do have a push lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, so you can. And kids raise themselves, mate. Like, I've yeah. got two. They're like. Yeah, fine. Yeah, easy. you're 50 50, so yeah, that's all good. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> all right, should we get to it? Uh, yes. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Yes, I like this. So, this yeah. is a new idea that we've been. Uh, Toying with. Yeah, our marketing department has been going Yeah, nuts working hard on, on it. One. Yeah, it's been months in the making, really. Yeah. And uh, it's finally come. We'd, yeah. We've served it up on a delicious platter for you. We promised you. We did, weeks ago. We promised big things. Yep, and here is a slightly above average thing. Very. <laughs> so we're going to start as part of, just every now and then we're going to do a little episode to break up what we're doing. Yep. And introduce you to a historical figure. Uh, or a historical person within the nerd. Christian faith. Yeah, <laughs> totally. This is where Luke and I get to nerd out. But what's our intention in this, Luke? Okay, so we, our our faith is one that is built on the, the shoulders of, of mm. giants, people who have done incredible things, men and women who have made way yeah. for our thinking, um, who have shaped us as individuals, who shaped the church, yeah. and um, we can be really ignorant to it. Totally, and yeah. You miss out. We actually, you genuinely miss out on yeah. some beautiful writing, mm. some incredible things that have shaped us and have yeah. built us. In fact, I was I heard you saying to someone the other day, and I just love listening in on your conversations. You're so wise. <laughs> um, but uh, saying, just talking about the value of the historical faith that we have. Now, mm. obviously, there's some there's some dark parts of the Christian. Uh, yeah. tradition right there yeah. there are some black spots in there yep. and uh even as we go through each historical figure we're going to point to some of the stuff in their lives that are like hang on they weren't perfect as well and that's okay yeah. <laughs> um and, and actually thank goodness they weren't perfect and we need to live up to that standard yeah um but we have a real tendency today especially our generation Bit to go everything behind us everything in the past was bad yeah Everything in the past was wrong. They weren't as woke as us. And so we need to cut that thing off and throw it into the bin. Yeah. And we'll do our thing. That's right. And we disregard everything that's gone before us, all the learning, all the wisdom, all the years of hard work. And we say, you know what? Only what we create is true. And that is a huge disappointment. Big time. Huge mistake. Do you know what? I think that some of the great issues we're seeing within our church at this point in time, as in not just gospel life, but as in, as in the church as a whole, is because we are ignoring the mistakes yes. that were made in the past and ignoring key teaching that, yes. that has come from the past. So we, totally. this, as you can tell, we're really passionate about this. For sure, yeah. Um, um, and that's sort of the extent of it. We're passionate about it. Yeah. We're not experts on it. Big time, yeah. We're not <laughs> So we just stay that from here. So what we're going to do is we want to do this as a bit of like a, just a fun, we want to introduce you to uh, you know, a person that's gone before us. Yep. Um, as if they're one of our friends. Yep. And so, uh, and just give you some touch points on their life, who they were, what they did, um, what wasn't so good about them, and uh, and 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 then we'll also chat about how they have impacted us personally, and hopefully how they might impact you, so that you can go and read further. Yeah. Hey? So, so who is your friend that you're introducing to us today? Well, I want to ask you. Have you met my friend Martin? I haven't. 
Well, let me introduce you. Martin Luther was one of the most prominent leaders of the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s, a Roman Catholic monk who was so gripped by the transformational understanding of justification by faith alone given to us in Scripture that he became a bull of a man who was willing to stand up to emperors and popes for the sake of the gospel. Really a prominent figure in uh, the history of the church. And and maybe it might start uh, well by... What What is the Protestant Reformation? What are we talking about in the Reformation? Yeah, so we Just are talking really briefly. about uh, the move from um, the... So the church at, at one point was this universal uh, Roman Catholic church. Yep. Um, as in, I mean, there was Largely other churches. Speaking, yeah, 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 so like, please don't come and yeah. write letters to us. If you're going to, it's Joel at whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and only love letters. Please. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the Roman Catholic church. And uh, so that he wanted to reform this church, which mm. was he saw major issues in doctrine that had moved away from Scripture yep. and wanted to shape and um, uh, cause that church to look at itself mm. and go, what are we doing wrong here? Yep. And how can we return to what Scripture teaches us? Totally, yeah. And so like historically when we talk about the Protestant Reformation, we talk about the time in the 1500s where the... Um, the church in many ways split mm. because you have Roman Catholicism that believed a certain set of doctrines yep. and then you have this this group of reformers that said, whoa, this has gone way too far uh, away from Scripture. Yep. We need to reform and bring it back to that. Yep. Um, and from that, it wasn't like, unfortunately, they were trying to, but unfortunately the Roman church uh, kicked them out. Yep. Instead of saying, no, we're going to change. Well, they tried to kill him. They tried to kill yeah, kick, kick, <laughs> him out and tried to kill him. Yeah. Um, and so from that, we, we have uh, really what many of our churches today uh, are. That's right. From this really hinge point in, in history. It's actually really, really important for us to understand this. Yeah. Because if you are not a Roman Catholic church, yeah. you are Protestant. Yeah. So, uh, or... All Greek Orthodox, Roman yeah. Catholic or Greek Orthodox. Yeah. But if you are in an evangelical mm. church, yeah. you stemmed from yeah. this Protestant Reformation. Yeah. So just to be clear, like like Baptist, Pentecostal, Pentecostal, yeah. Anglican, you know, all, all those Reformed. Reformed Churches of Christ, Presbyterian, all those sorts of denominations, we, we all stem from that same tree, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. In some way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, he, he was in the Roman Catholic Church in a, a really oh, like dark time. Mm. So what happened is from really from the New Testament to now, the church had, uh, had slowly progressed and had established leadership and dealing with how do you deal with the fact that the apostles have died? You mm. know, like how's the church led? And so they established all these things. And what had happened was that slowly and slowly – Humanity mm. snuck into the church, and we <laughs> yeah, really just sin, like, yeah. yeah, we really um, tried to make power plays. Mm. And what it had led to is like it had culminated in this moment mm. in the 1500s, and 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 leading up to that, you know, with people like Johann Hus and all those kind of guys who led made the way for Luther, mm. um, was that it was quite evil. Yeah. You would have bishops and and leaders within the church who they weren't allowed to. Be married, or or you know, um, take a wife on, mm. but they would have lots of ladies on the side, yeah. And so they had all these people who were, um, 
um, yeah, like not welcome. Like these kids who were born to these, mm. you know, concubines and prostitutes yeah. of the church. Yeah. Like horrible stuff like that. There was yeah. – um, yeah, you have people like buying their way into church positions, yeah. like legitimately buying their way in yep. uh, with wealth. You have um, uh, yeah, all these dodgy practices surrounding the church. Yeah. Um, the n- no moral standard, as you mentioned. Yep. Yep. Mm. I, I'm moving away from scripture. So like things that was being preached on a Sunday mm. was not this um, hopefully exegetical preaching that you're getting on a Sunday. It was more based around Socrates and mm. and Platoism and, and 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 around I don't know different different mm. ideas and um, what the Pope said things were to be and mm. and kind of it was the Word of God was kind of separate. Yeah, um, the the Bible was not accessible to all. It was, it was in um, Vulgate Latin. Yeah, with a different language. Yeah, it wasn't in the common language, and that's along with like the Mass. Yeah, and uh, and just general preaching yep. wasn't in the language of the people. Yeah, so you you have this real divide. It's like the the Pope and the papacy. Yep, or the the leaders of the church. Yep, and then the laity, just general believers, yep. and there is this huge disconnect, massive, uh, and, and really a watery faith that is based on works. Mm. What I need to do. And really, that culminated in many ways in uh, indulgences. Yeah. Right? Which uh, an, an indulgence was essentially a way of buying um, or, or giving money uh, by which you would receive full or partial remission of sins. Yeah, that's right. Punishment of sins. Yeah. So they had um, written a whole heap of other books and teachings mm. that was equal to scripture yeah. in the Apocrypha. Yeah. Um, which. Um, added a whole lot of stuff to salvation like purgatory and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like if you haven't been had your sins removed, you're remitted, yeah. you would spend time and have to pay for that. Yeah. So and that's after death we're talking purgatory. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And so mm. what um they did was they would um at the time they were trying to build the Vatican. Yep. St. Peter's Basilica mm. or whatever it was, is St. Peter or St. Paul's one of the Saint. saints. A basilica, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, passionate, not experts. Go on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they would, um, they sent these people around collecting so much money off of extremely poor people, mm. trying to um, pay for this. And so it, yeah. it got to the point where, for Martin Luther, mm. who was a monk in the Roman Catholic Church, yeah who was wrestling within himself because he felt like he could never be clean mm. based on them and um, based on their system. He was mm. confessing always. Like he was just like this. Yeah. He was like this mess of a man. Mm. Um, and um, so God was working within him, mm. bringing forth like through Romans and, and, and this whole idea of, you know, justification through faith alone. Mm. At the same time, um, he was seeing the wrong that was going on in the church and this kind of like, awesome collision moment, collision of these mm. ideas um he um he posts a scholarly work um which we now know is the 95 theses mm. not to be confused with the 95 theses <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> passionate <laughs> <not> experts <laughs> which ultimately the yeah. the, the title passionate, is not funny <laughs> yeah <sorry. laughs> Uh, please, no, that was funny. Um, <clears throat> um, 
the name uh, had a lot to do with the indulgences. Ultimately, what he was trying to do, it was it was not one of like pointing at the Roman Catholic Church of like, you, 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 you know, like aggressive. Mm. It was actually scholarly asking questions of how did we actually get here? And mm. asking questions for the Pope to respond to yeah. in a, in a, from a professor because he was a professor at mm. this point in time yeah. uh, in Wittenberg. Yeah, which is in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he, he's not coming trying to, like, bring down the Roman Catholic Church. He's a Roman Catholic yeah. at this point That's within right. the church, just wanting to question. Start a conversation. Start a conversation, yeah. Start mm. a discussion, which w- was what would happen in, in that time between scholars. Yep. The, the problem was, or, you know, the great thing was the providence of God in that yeah. was in Germany. This was then translated into the common language. Mm. Being a scholarly work, it was written in, in Latin originally. But uh, it tran- was translated into the common language at the very same time, or around the very same time, the printing press was invented. Mm. So we just look at the providence of God in this. Yeah, massive. The printing press is invented, someone translated it into the common language, sends it off to the printing press, it gets printed and then sent throughout Germany. Now, we mentioned the, uh, the Saints Basilica that was being built. Mm. What Rome was doing is they were coming into you know, the nations in which they um, had, rule, had over. rule over, one of them being Germany, and they were selling indulgences for like heaps of money mm. to local people who were poor, even to the point where they would say, you know what, your family members who are um, suffering in purgatory, yep. you pay us money and... Um, they'll suffer less. They'll suffer less. Get yeah. them out. Yeah. Yeah. So th- so they're literally like creating ways to make revenue, sending it back to Rome. The German people are like, "Hang on a second. Mm. This is whack." Mm. So they're in a weird dichotomy of like, "Hey, I don't want my my grandma to suffer. Yep. I want to pay for them to get out." But then going, "Hang on. Rome's stealing all our money." Yeah. Now all of a sudden, this pamphlet <laughs> i don't know is thrown onto their front lawn by the local paper boy <laughs> come off the printing press of this guy in wittenberg who's much smarter than all of who's them much smarter who's questioning the roman catholic church yeah now all of a sudden we have a hero in the making yeah like too. like really a nationalistic hero for yep. the people of germany now up until this point Luther did not intend for that to happen no. by any means. That's right. By any uh, yeah stretch of the imagination, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so this, um, <clears throat> what then happens is, is because mm. it blows up so quickly, the church mm. has to do something about it. Yeah. And so uh, under the providence of God, the mm. the Romans they crack down hard. <laughs> yeah. Like you know they they want him to burn all of his writings. They they um, put. Um, uh, that you know they want to arrest him and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and so uh, like lots of stuff happens yeah, politically. Beautiful story, yeah. But. but it culminates in this moment where he's put before um, uh, the Pope and 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 the lead, the emperor, yeah, the emperor. That's right, and yeah. all the the leaders of the Roman Catholic um, Church, mm. and they um, they they've got all of his writings next to him, and um, and you probably heard this quote somewhere mm. um, where they go you. You, are you going to renege on what you've said? You know, mm. do you do? You, and then, and ultimately, he says, "Well, here I stand; I can do no other." Mm. Meaning that what I see in Scripture, what the Bible teaches us, forces me to make a stand mm. against these things. Totally, yeah. And at this point, contained in those writings wasn't just, um, "Hey, let's start a discussion about yeah. indulgences." By this point. Luther had really established a doctrine of justification 
by faith alone, that it wasn't by indulgences, it wasn't by the mass, it wasn't by confession, it was all those you know sacraments of the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, but it was by faith alone in Christ alone, yep. according to the Word of God of alone. That's right. And uh, and so he stands, but before the emperor, and uh, he proclaims that his conscience conscience is bound. That's right. He can do no other. Mm. So I think we should just think about the the like the mon the mon- monument of that time, the <laughs> momentous occasion that that was. Yeah. Because if you are at a church that declares those things, mm. which is every church should be declaring those things, yeah, faith alone and Christ alone, mm. that was. Luther, yeah, who was pushing that for sure, yeah, and and willing to stand in front of not just like you know the county police, <laughs> yeah, that's right, but but willing to stand in front of the emperor of Rome who who comes over to Germany, willing to stand against the whole Roman Catholic Church and the Roman Empire, and say no, 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 the Bible teaches justification by faith. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That is massive deal. Now, obviously, there's a fair bit of nuance in there. Of course, yeah. And this Politics. Anyway, he has to flee. Yeah. He goes into exile. And you know what? The story goes from there. Mm. And I, I would encourage you reading about it. Some really, really great um, yeah. books out there. In fact, Eric Metaxas has a biography yes. um, called Martin Luther, I think. Yeah, he which does. Which I've read. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Unquenchable Flame mm-hmm. is a brilliant one yep. by... Um, who wrote that? The guy who wrote Delighting in the Trinity. Uh, Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves. It's a brilliant introduction. And uh, you can get that at reformers.com.au, the Reformers yes. Bookshop, and go use our, our code, First Step, no space, uh, capital F and capital S, and you get a delicious 15% off. Thank you, my friends. Yeah. And, and, and so Martin Luther, let, maybe let's talk about, first let's talk about the negatives. Yeah. Right? What, what, what can we look at in life and go, you know, he was flawed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, obviously we can look back now and see that he was quite flawed in some of the ways that he viewed theology. Yeah, at the end of his life, he got pretty unwell. And mm-hmm. so he made some fairly audacious claims um, against the Jews, mm-hmm. which um, Hitler used for mm-hmm. his benefit. Yeah. Um, Still twisted and brought them far further than uh, Martin ever intended. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, st- yeah. But he still made them. Still, yeah. Big time. I suppose one of the other things as well what people often point to is he was a grouchy old dog. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, as he grew older, he became very uh, much angrier. You know, mm. for, for much of the, um, the the Reformation in his lifetime, he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. And, um, and I think probably things weren't moving as fast as he would like them to by the end of his life and... And yeah, history definitely shows us that he became not the most pleasant of friends to be around. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. At an older age, yeah. And look, we could, he, some would say that he was stayed too close to Roman Catholicism in his practice. Yeah, didn't reform enough. His ultimate was that he wanted to just reform the church, not, you know, leave the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, not revolutionize the church. Yes, to start that revolution. So there are some things in in practice which, um, you know, we would even hold. As, at, at Gospel Life, which we would say, uh, that's he probably tried totally. to stay way too close, you know, for sure. Images yeah. and and things like that, which they use, which is you know, not really um necessary to talk about in this conversation. No, but he was definitely a flawed guy. Totally, yeah, yeah. So, what do you appreciate about him? What what like what are your inspirations from a guy like this? Mm. Well, I suppose um, 
really, the, the first thing I think of is his boldness. Yeah. Like without now, – now God obviously the, – the providential work of God in the Reformation yeah. is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest takeaway in reading about this is how God put all the pieces together to get to this point. Like you look at military powers at the time, you look at the unrest with the Roman Catholic Church and the and the laity, you look at the fact that it's the darkest days in the church, but at the very same time you have um, really a, a huge desire for spirituality in the church. Like, yeah. like um, historians look at it and go like, this is such a weird time in history. People wanted faith. But they didn't want the 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 Roman Catholic yeah, the church. That yeah, the rubbish. Fed. Yeah, so like really, God just anyway. And and you have multiple popes at, at this time. And there's a whole thing going on there. And so ultimately, you look at the providence of God, and I just go, wow, how? Yeah, God. Is- how did this happen? But but then on top of that, a man like Martin Luther, it, really the perfect person at this point. Mm. Um, we'll look at some of the other reformers in coming weeks, and and Martin Luther is not our favourite in terms of theology. Mm-hmm. Um, his writing's not that consistent; it's not that helpful <laughs> in many ways. It's yep. what it is, though, is bold and passionate and and angry he in kicks the best down of sense. The door. Yeah, he kicks down the door. Yep. He he is the spark that that really lit the reformation on fire. Mm. And uh the willingness to stand up against such adversity. Yeah. To stand up for what he believed. Like like a man who so wrestled with his faith and wrestled with God mm. to the point where you know there's famous writings of his where um he would say that he hated God because he couldn't approach this holy God. Mm. You know, this is in his time when he thought that he had to do it by works. Yeah. And it's through this revelation of, of you know, it's by faith in Christ and his merits yep. that now I can approach this God. It, it, you really see this guy who's, whose life was transformed radically. Big time. And then he just ran with his horns down, <laughs> you know, with that. Yeah. Yeah, I do appreciate Because he is so bullish, mm. you really get to see his flawedness. Totally, yeah. And, and um, you know, we can't deify the guy. No, no. <laughs> you definitely can't. No. You've got to appreciate the fact that he stood so hard on it. And and, and his his heart was one that um, that had confidence in Scripture alone. Yeah. You know, and that, that was where his confidence came from. It was mm. like, you know, like you can almost get this picture of this guy when he's standing before them going, you know, um, you know, here I stand, I can do no other. Mm. You look at him and you're like, here is this bold guy. But you know what? Like, even he says he was pooping himself. <laughs> but yeah. he understood the authority of Scripture. And yeah, he's totally. like, I, like, it's almost like he was pleading with him, going, like, I can't do any other. Like, you don't understand. Yeah. We stand on Scripture alone. And mm. This is all. And this is what paved the way. Like, you look at guys like Calvin and and Bucer and, and Zwingli, mm. like who we will talk about in the next coming weeks, they mm. are, you know, they're built upon mm. this whole idea of scripture alone. Totally. Which, which um, Luther did um, such a good. Yeah. Um, and, and on that note, one of the really important things that Luther did when he was in exile, having been, you know, become an, become an exile yep. um, and really being hunted as well. There was, there was money on his head for most of his life after that point, or for all his life after that point. Yeah. And um, he goes into hiding, and in hiding, he translates uh, the New the, Testament. I think it's the Bible. The, the Bible, Bible in the end, yeah. Into German. Yeah. Like into the common language. He just translates it 
for the people. Yeah, actually, sorry, he does uh, the New Testament in exile and then over the next couple of years he does the, the Old, Old Testament. Testament. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really significant because one of the things we have in the Roman Catholic Church, in the medieval church, as I said earlier, is the Bible wasn't accessible to right. everyone. Yeah, that's right. So people were being fed a faith, literally being fed a faith by their leaders. Mm. Uh, I think this is really significant for us today. Because we can slip into that. We have the Bible available to us. So true. But are we relying on being fed by other people rather than going to it for ourselves? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or in structures of churches where it seems that it's built upon one person, i.e. a new pope or papacy, Mm. in which only they can interpret the scriptures. And we can't do it for ourselves or we're not equipped to do it for ourselves. That's a problem. That's a massive problem. Huge problem. Anyway, Martin Luther stands up for that stuff and says, no, 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 the Bible is for everybody. He preached it, he proclaimed it, he translated it, and he taught people to read it. Mm. That's like, that gets my girdles grizzling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine too. What Mm. a great blessing it is. And Mm. uh, it is from that, even that ideology of people going, I have rights Mm. to stand up against this. I have the ability to to learn and like uh, even for our secular society, mm. him translating that into German actually unified the whole German language. Totally, yeah. So the implications of this was not just for a small pocket of humanity. No. It was for the whole church. Mm. Um, and yeah, w- one other thing I really appreciate about Luther mm. is uh, the use of his language sometimes. Mm. Like he was just like go read some of his writings. Like if yeah. you get a chance, Bondage of the Will is a cracker. Sure. Um, or Babylonian Captivity of the Church. Right. Yeah. He just goes after these people. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you're just like, oh gee, that's a little bit irreverent. But um, some people have gone and they've taken all of his um, his writings <laughs> um, and made like an insult generator. Yeah. And uh, so if you just for a bit that. of fun. Look up um, Lutheran Insulter. Lutheran Insulter, and uh, it'll be on your Google. Yeah. And you can have the blessing of being insulted yeah. by Martin Luther. Maybe you should use this more often because you can never think of things about me. Insult me, Luke. See what a pious, hypocrite, and unproductive weed you are. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. <laughs> Go again. Insult me again. <laughs> this is a generator, by the way. What light can there be in the heads of the that holds such tangible darkness. No, that's just, that's not even that. That's just true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's good fun. But what yeah. I appreciate about him is that he just goes after them. Yeah. Like. He did not hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So that's our friend Martin. Yeah. Really a transformational character in the, in the history of the church, especially in the last 500 years. Yeah, someone that I, I think we should all um, look into more. There's some great documentaries on YouTube. Um, uh, I don't know where else you can find some, but but look up um, some docos if you're not much of a reader. Otherwise, there's a couple of books we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, really inspirational guy. Any any last takeaways you want to add? Be bold. Be bold. Open your word for yourself. Yeah. And follow in the footsteps of people like that. Yeah, and remember that we are justified by faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, for the glory of God alone. 